back, everybody, to another edition of the Let It Fly podcast. I'm Jesse Cornelson. With me today, Travis Reed. Travis, how's it going, man? I'm still recovering from Vegas time. Um, The West Coast, you know, you lose two hours. Not to mention you stay up a few more hours than later when you're out there. So, uh, yeah, still a little. That's the way it goes. So, you went out there last weekend, and tell me about it. Like, where'd you stay? What'd you do? Best bets, worst bets. Tell me about the trip. Uh, well, stayed at Harrah's. It's the first time I stayed there. Uh, I really liked the location, kind of right in the middle of everything. We were in a uh, a big group that was all kind of scattered, coming from different parts of the country. So it was nice to be kind of in the middle of the strip. Um, Did you guys all stay there? No, that's what. No, some of us were at MGM. Um, oh, gotcha. Garage. Yeah, gotcha. we were just so it was um, always a little playing f- cell phone tag in the morning, figuring out where everybody was. Right. If everybody was still alive, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, did uh, really well sports. Um, I hit, I think I hit about eighty percent on my uh, sports bets, which is always nice when you go and uh, yeah. kind of bump your bet size up when you go to Vegas and you go on a nice tear. Uh, table games brought me down some, <laughs> so, but that's that's to be expected. Uh, What'd you play? Uh, I, I, I always play a lot of pie gal. That's usually, especially like in the morning to start off the day. Right. You kind of just sit there, relax into it. Um, actually did pretty well there. And then, uh, yeah, blackjack. Uh, that first night just did not do very well at blackjack. Just crushed you. And then there was at one point I sat down and we, me and my buddy, we both sat down and we're like, all right, we'll just play this one and then, you know, head out uh, to meet them and then we'll head to the hotel or right. to the airport to fly back. And we lost six hands in a row, and she had blackjack four of them. And we're just like, Yikes. screw it. So we went to the roulette table. He's like, well, let's just go find something else to bet on. And I was like, I'm just putting it all on black, and we'll just see if we can. And <laughs> literally, he just he kept going. I stopped, but it hit uh, black four times in a row. And he just... <laughs> he kept stacking his chips on black? Yeah, the fourth time he didn't, he got scared. He only put like a couple hundred out there, but yeah. He uh, he ran it back up pretty well. I was like, "Well, that was a good time for four blacks in a row." <laughs> Damn. So did you? And you just did it once? I just did it once. Basically, try to get that money back that I just lost, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm either gonna double it or nothing." That that was mine. <laughs> but he was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna quintuple it or nothing." So that was his idea. But yeah, well, that's cool. So yeah. what what was your uh, as far as sports betting? What you were you betting college basketball, NBA? What were you betting out there? Uh, everything, um, college basketball. Um, I've, I've been betting first halves more often, right. uh, especially like over unders. Um, I think if overtime screws you enough, like especially when you have the under, <laughs> you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna take this first half bet where there is no overtime. There is no. They can be tied. That's yeah, okay. That's fine. Uh, so I started going into that, but, uh, I took some money line dogs rather than just taking the points. Um, and a lot of those hit the Clippers was a big one, um, against the Lakers. I just couldn't make sense of that one. The Lakers aren't good. Um, another one was the Rockets were underdogs at the Celtics. Oh, and I just can't, I was just, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. And I was like, okay. So I really <laughs> like that underlying dog as well. So, um, I think the only thing I didn't do really well on was the NASCAR race that was out there. Um, didn't have Logano at all who ended up winning it. But right. all in all, uh, damn good weekend. Damn good weekend, sounds like it. Well, I can tell you that there are 
uh, few other people in this world that I'd rather go to Vegas with than you. We need to get out there together sometime because, yeah, I think we could have a good time. I think that'd be fun. I have not not had a good time yet, so. So, <clears throat> I have. One time I had a really bad time. <laughs> my, f- uh, my second time ever out there, and I've been out there, you know, I don't know, 20 times. I don't I don't know exactly how many times, but my second time ever out there, I uh, booked my rooms through Expedia, which is fine, whatever. Um, and it, or maybe it was Priceline, whichever one that you could like uh, do your own deal or whatever. I think that was Priceline back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it gives you like a range of like star ratings right. on hotels. Well, you know, obviously, like, Caesars and some of those are, like, four-and-a-half, five-star hotels or whatever. Well, a little out of my price range at the time, I went to uh, three-star, which I was thinking, you know, three-star in our neck of the woods is, like, you know, Hampton Inn, you know, decent, and then I could just cab to the Strip or whatever. Well, I ended up at Palace Station. (laughs) <laughs> Have you ever been to Palace Station, Travis? I, I, I'm aware of Palace Station, yes. I'm pretty sure, and I'm not positive, I, but I'm pretty sure that's where hookers run out of. Like, <laughs> like that's their base. Because it was, and hey, and this is not a joke, there was somebody that got shot in my hotel while I was there. There was a, there was multiple domestic disturbances, like, on my floor. Like, it was the worst. I, I tried to avoid... I actually stayed up all night and tried to book uh, another hotel at like 7 in the morning. And they wouldn't let me check in till 4, obviously. But but I was like, I, I don't want to go back to my hotel. You know, I was trying to avoid it. So that was the only bad experience I had was just don't stay at Palace Station. Whatever yeah. you do. Like, never do just that. Just pick what... Ex- Pick the actual name of the hotel you're going to stay in. That's some good advice. Yeah. Anyway, let's get let's get down to it. So, first thing we're going to talk about, the biggest ticket item, I guess. Uh, let's talk about the NFL draft. Um, a lot of moves been uh, in mock drafts and everything. The one guy that's obviously shot up the board, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, we talked about it, I don't know, a while back. And, you know, we thought, you know, he's he's a good player, but everybody was questioning his size, questioning everything about him. But all of a sudden now it's like he's the favorite to be going number one. Yeah, there's a, a ton of rumors that were kind of flying around. Um, I actually I actually bet Kyler to go to the Cardinals and bet uh, the under, which was nine and a half. Now that prop's not even available. Now right. it's just will he go number one or not. Um What's funny is uh, before you asked me why did I do that, and I was like, I'll just save it for the podcast. There were a couple things. Uh, I follow Lewis Riddick on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he tweeted something about it. It was really kind of cryptic. He's like, it's going to be real funny when Kyler goes number one. And he, he's not just going to say some random stuff. Right. Like he knows what he's doing. But then the thing that made me jump off the ledge is I went to uh, Josh Rosen. He mm-hmm. cleared off every picture of the Cardinals on his Instagram. Did he really? He really did, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever like 
been in a relationship or seen people in a relationship oh, yeah. on Instagram, once, that once they wipe that out, there's something going on. Yeah. Maybe the breakup hasn't happened yet, but something is going on. And so when I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, they're trading them. And so if they're trading them, that means they're trading them because they're trying to get their own guy. Um, I mean, that coupled with Kingsbury saying, if I had the number one pick, I would take Kyler. Now that at was the time, in, yeah, he, he, he was... had no idea he'd be the head coach. <laughs> right. I mean, he still had a, a stint as uh, the USC offensive right. coordinator in right. between there. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I j- just all started to add up. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and fire away on these. And then that was last week <laughs> and then a week later. Now it's I didn't know that Rosen but, cleared off. Yeah. All his cardinal shit. That's funny. Yeah. And so Been there one season. Yeah, so that was uh that's when I was like, Yeah, okay, I'm gonna there's definitely something going on here. <laughs> and that's when I, I made the plunge. But yeah. I, I do think that's what's gonna happen. Uh I, I saw some of the different mock drafts. I actually thought that was gonna happen, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Um I just think if you have the number one pick and there is a guy that you think can be that guy, you, you have to do it. Yeah. Because and if you pass... Especially as a... I mean, you've got a head coach coming in that loved him already. And, it, yeah, it's his offense, you know, and he's he's putting in and you've got a... When you can... I've always been on the... If you can pair, a, you know, a, a new coach and let him basically pick his quarterback that he wants, I mean, that guy's going to have success more often than not. I mean, if if the coach is able to pick his quarterback and doesn't doesn't come in and have to, especially an offensive coach that doesn't have to come in and change his the way he likes to kind of do things, the way he's kind of comfortable, and he can build a team around the way he wants it. That's yeah. That's a recipe for success. Not that to mention, way. if you trade Rosen, you're going to get more draft picks too. I mean, uh, I assume that's what you would trade him for. Uh, yeah, you got um, to right. So, what uh, what would you give up for Josh Rosen today? Um, well, let's pick a team. Like, where do you think he's most likely to land? I, I actually thought Washington with the Redskins. Um, just, I don't know about Alex Smith, but their backups were horrendous. Like, they right. don't. They oh, don't yeah. Colt McCoy's not any good. Right. Like, there's just they they need something at least for this year and possibly for more years down the road. Um, I originally I thought first round pick was a little too much. If you're in the back end of the first round, maybe. Um, I would definitely give up a second round pick. I mean, he was the he was the tenth overall yeah. last year. Granted, you get one year less of him. So, I mean, second round pick, I, without a doubt, I think. Yeah, a lot of people. We always love the shiny new object, and right. then like as soon as we see it a little bit, we're like, eh, I don't really like it as much. We'd rather have the unknown, the mystery box, right. instead of the the free boat. Um, but I mean. Everybody on that offense was terrible last year. Yep. Does anybody think David Johnson so, is a bad running back now? Yeah. No. No. We all think he's he was just in a shitty offense yeah. all last year. So what's this? I mean, I don't think Rosen is, you know, as good as Darnold or anything. But he, he's definitely better than what his stats showed last oh, yeah. year. I think I, I 100% agree with that. So if you if you're if you're a GM out there and you're needing a quarterback, whatever situation it is, you think. You think low first, you know, like low I'm, first or any second. Like if I'm the Giants, you have this. They have the sixth pick. I'm not giving that up. No, I would give up the sixth pick in the second round to get Rosen. To get Rosen, I think. And instead of drafting Haskins, uh, well, I would rather just take Haskins. But that, I'm, well, if, that's why I'm saying that's. But here, I actually so 
I'm not going to do the whole mock draft. I think Kyler goes first. I think Miami trades up and takes Haskins. Really? And, and, try, and tries, tries, to jump. tries to jump the Giants. Yeah. And then I think the Giants then don't take one because they don't think anybody – like they don't think – you know, Locker, Duke, right. or the Duke guy, or anything, yeah, are, are worth, worth it. the six. Yeah. So they go somewhere else. They just take best player available. Um, and then we see teams trying to jump back into the first round. Um, or if Washington just decides, okay, I'll take Lock at 15. I, I, the more I think about it, I think those guys are back into the first round guys. So I think you'll see teams trying to trade out um, in the back half of the first round right. and people try to jump back in. Because people want that extra year. First round picks get the extra year on their contract. Right. And with the quarterback, especially, that's, that's why big, you saw yeah. um, like Teddy Bridgewater, like the last pick of the first. People are trying to trade up. Lamar Jackson. Right. They're trying to trade up to that last pick of the first round to get that extra year. And guess who's in the last pick of the first round? The Patriots. New England. Do they ever trade back in the draft? It seems like they trade back in the draft all, all the time. I think they so, do. Um, wouldn't be shocked at all to see somebody do that. Yeah. All right. Well, any other uh, any other guys that besides Murray, besides the quarterbacks that you're really uh, intrigued by in this draft? Uh, uh, whether the combine helped or hurt, you know the Metcalf kid. Obviously, he's his stock is kind of he's ginormous. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He's a specimen. Yeah, he uh, he is Vernon Davis 2.0. Yeah, it, he's he's unreal. I don't know. How much that matters, I mean, obviously you want to be big, fast, and all that stuff. You still got to be able to run routes as a receiver. Um, the guy, I, we mentioned it on the uh, kind of the dream scenario. I, I mentioned Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. and he had a really, he had like the fastest for a defensive yeah. end. Ever, and, right? Yeah. So I, I still think that guy's going to be really, really good. And right. somebody's going to get a steal getting him late in like middle of the first round or something like right. that. Well, I uh, I'm still still holding out hope that that uh, Oliver continues his slide and Packers get him. I think a lot of teams are hoping that he slides. Yeah, it's like he was like I don't know late November. We were like, yeah, this is the number one pick yeah, in the draft, number one pick right here. And now he gets a, he gets in like a fight like a, over a coat with yeah. his head coach. Like his co- his coach wouldn't let him wear a coat on the sidelines. All of a sudden, it becomes a story, and now he's a problem. No, yeah, no, he's still he's still yeah. he's still one of the best prospects in the draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't I don't have anything else on that. Um, do you do you got anything to add? No, they've kind of like most of the betting aspects of the draft they've kind of taken down. Um, you know, with all the new information right. coming out after the combine. So now we'll have to wait a couple, maybe a week or two, and then we'll start reposting stuff right. um, once they have their pro days. And I still can't believe you got him at those odds to go number one. That's so awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I took him at five to one like a week ago. And now he's minus what was it? Minus one fifty. Two fifty. Yeah, I have minus two fifty. Yeah, so that's crazy. Um. So next up. Let's go. Uh, let's transition into a little bit of college basketball. Um, conference tournaments starting this week. Um, you know, some of the smaller conferences are actually already rolling in their tournament, I think, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, you know, I know, like, the one that I'm, I guess, most interested in because it's my team, you know, Missouri Valley starting t- 
tomorrow. Um, tonight, right, so today, actually, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, Bears play tomorrow. So, what do you? I mean, okay, if you're if you're, and I read a pretty good article about this on ESPN uh, as far as the bubble. Um, the bubble's smaller this year, and I, I agree than people really think because a couple of those, like we talked about before the podcast, we talked about Walford and we talked about Buffalo. Like those are one bid leagues every year. And if those teams, if those teams get knocked out, like Walford's in, like they're going to get in. in. Buffalo is getting in. Yeah. So that bubble is shrinking. You know, those, those teams, those teams like in Lenardi's like last four in, they are sweating those games. Yeah. They're, that those games are more important than their games mm-hmm. <laughs> because if if Wofford loses, they could still win you know a couple of their games in their tournament. It won't matter. It's right. just not a spot for them unless you go on a run and win your tournament. Right. So those games, a lot of times you're like, well, we have the whole thing in our own hands. A lot of those teams don't. Um, I mean, technically, like I said, you could win your whole uh, tournament, but those teams on the bubble don't have much of a shot at that. So you're really needing those. Um, perennial one-bid leagues to stay one-bid leagues and not have any big upsets. Do you think that the do you, you think that the four top seeds right now? Do you think those are, regardless of kind of what happens from here on, do you see those? Do you see movement there? I don't. I think the there's one that's not locked in, and that's Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah, they they both beat each other pretty handily, mm-hmm. and I think if you have a third game and the winner of that could be the one, and the loser is the two. But I think Virginia's pretty locked in. I think Duke's locked in, and I think Gonzaga's locked in. Uh, now Gonzaga could fall <laughs> out if, if they lose anything. Yeah, and, if they get, if they get, but they're going to be huge favorites in yeah. every game in their tournament. So yeah. that's another one bid league. Yeah, it is this year because St. Mary's. St. Mary's is, is no good. Yeah, and they're, they're the second best team in that conference. So, um, yeah, so that's that's another one, but. We we looked at it. What was it? It was minus fifteen hundred yeah. for Gonzaga to win their <laughs> conference tournament, and I was considering it. <laughs> I was like, I, I almost bet it. They're they're, they're not going to lose. Yeah, they're just they, really not, and, so. and they shouldn't for sure. So. Um, so Virginia, it looks like it looks like on on bracketology right now. Does it have? Is that Virginia's the number one overall right now? Uh. I don't know. Does it? I think it does. I I mean, I could see that. I think... I mean, the ACC tournament might have something to say about that, too. They might play each other again. Yeah. Um, But I I still think they're both going to end up as ones. It'll just be... Yeah. And... Yeah. What happens if if North Carolina runs out and goes ahead and wins the tournament? They could... Man. Could there potentially be three... Number one seeds out of the ACC? I don't think so. I think they'd have to knock somebody off. And then, I mean, it would, have it to would be. be whoever they beat in the semifinals, whoever that is, I think. Right. But, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I guess there could be some let, some movement. Let's just let's just pretend there's this, this situation, okay? The, the semifinals end up with, you know, Virginia, Duke, and – and um, North Carolina, North Carolina and all, probably all, Virginia all, Tech, we'll say. Right. All in there. And the semifinal game, the semifinal games were like 
overtime games. Like, they're super close games. And then in the championship game, North Carolina ends up blowing out or, or winning handily. Yeah. Okay? That's a scenario where I could see, you know, North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, all getting ones. And then, like, if Kentucky goes on and wins their conference tournament, them being a one and Gonzaga getting knocked out because of how weak their schedule is. Yeah, I, maybe. it's Honestly, it it used to matter a whole lot, I think. Now it's it's so clustered. I'm not sure a one seed versus a two seed matters a whole lot. Um, because there's just there's not that big gap, I don't think, in talent. Everyone's kind of compressed more. Um, I mean, hell, we saw one seed lose to a sixteen. So, um, but yeah, it'll be. That's kind of what makes these conference tournaments fun. Uh, the auto bid leagues are fun because you know these teams they know that there's only one league. But even like the ACC where these teams are in, there's still a lot to play yeah. for. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see. You also have the you know the uh scenario where Kentucky and Tennessee neither one make it to the championship game they both yep. lose early yep. um and so then they both become twos and that maybe you do have three ACC mm-hmm. teams as a one with Gonzaga so well what's your best bet right now going into like your best college basketball bet the value and everything else what do you see right now as far as what would you take over any other bet, do you know? That I, so you're talking about right now what I would take or my best like value your, that I have currently? No, right? no. Like, what would you take right now? Like, okay. if somebody were to get on bet online right now and be like, you know what, I I like these odds a lot. I don't know if they're the best team, but I like them to you know have a chance. What? Who do you see right now as your as your best bet? Um, I don't really like any of the favorites. Um, I, I think Duke is too high. I, I liked Gonzaga and Virginia earlier, but they've climbed too high. Um, man, should I, I? Man, it's tough. I think I'll. I know who I'm gonna say. Well, why don't you start then? I'm gonna say Texas it. Tech. All right. At twenty-five to one right now, after watching them in conference, I wasn't a believer early. Didn't isn't that one of the teams that you had bet on previously? Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't a believer, but then I watched them handle the Big Twelve, and there were some. I mean, like they beat they beat Kansas by what almost thirty the other night. Yeah. Like, and it was never like they just and it's it's Kansas. Like, you, I know they they're not as good as what they used to be, you know, or what they usually are in years past. But man. They they look better, and you can get them at twenty five to one right now. You you beat a team by you beat a team like Kansas, and you beat them like that. I I, I think they're playing pretty good. I like them at twenty five to one. Yeah, I guess I'll, it's weird to pick a team coming off a loss, but I, I do like Marquette this year, um, and they're at thirty three to one right now. Um, they yeah, just they just blew they just lost did you see that they lost to uh Seton Hall right yeah but yeah. did you see Seton Hall closed on a 19-0 run yeah it, it was very <laughs> Louisville-esque yeah. um so but I mean yeah I do have a, a lot of these long shots in there um what's funny is I thought Louisville was a great bet earlier and they're back down to 100 to 1 so I still think <laughs> I which I don't hate I think if you can get Louisville 100 to 1 I like it 
We right. saw the talent they have against Duke. They can they can run with anybody. Uh, and we've mentioned this before. I, I I still think this tournament's pretty wide open. So I want a lot of these um, kind of long shot teams in there and hopefully get on a get on a run and then maybe have some hedge opportunity. Right. So right now, um, now I, I use this. I use this a lot because I Lenardi's he's pretty sharp when it comes to this. Yeah. Louisville right now is. Uh, slotted in at a seven, yeah. And if they end up with a seven and not an eight nine, if they end up in that seven or even a ten, like if they can be in that, I like them a lot. Yes. Yeah. Then so, you're running so into who's their projected two seed that they would Michigan match State. Yeah, I can see them beating Michigan State. Yeah, especially with all the injuries that they're having. That, yeah, that'd be a, a dream scenario if for Louisville and in Virginia's bracket. Yeah. So. I, so, I mean, I, I like that. I, if, if I mean, obviously, I'll, this a lot can change, and oh, this of course, is just yeah. But projections, I mean, but if you get past those first two games, um, now you're in the Sweet 16, and you have a team at 100 to one, then you automatically have the opportunity to profit. Yeah. Um, so you can let it ride if you want, but you know, if you take some of these long shots, you really just need them to get to that second weekend, and then then you can start kind of chipping away at profit each each and every game they play going forward. Right. Um, what else? What else with college basketball? Zion's gonna be—is he back? Uh, I, they said he won't be back for, or he's probably not gonna be back for the big game against North Carolina this week. They did say he wouldn't be back for that. They didn't say he wouldn't. They said he probably won't be. Uh, and then he's—they said he would be back for the ACC tournament. They thought he'd be back for that. Okay. They're being very coy about everything. Um. It'd be awesome if he came back for the North Carolina game and got that rematch. Yeah, so I agree. Um, so yeah, here's my card right now. I have Louisville ninety to one, Wisconsin eighty to one, Purdue eighty one, Villanova fifty to one, uh, Texas Tech at forty to one, and Virginia Tech at fifty to one. I love the Texas Tech man. That's a good one. So that's, that's a good one. That's kind of I'm. Like I said, that's that's my strategy. Go after a bunch of these um, kind of big upsets and yeah, hope they pan out. Hope, hopefully, I mean, otherwise you can't really beat it. Like it's it's damn near impossible to beat the bracket. You know, like to I mean, you got it. You've got to end up with one of those things and then end up hedging late. You know, with a with a powerhouse yeah. team, that kind of thing. So. There's been a few times I, I had Villanova at twenty five to one when they won it, um, but did you and you didn't hedge that one? No, um, but I had bet them earlier in the year. A lot of times, if you want to try to jump on those teams before they kind of make the push, um, which I thought I was doing that with Louisville. I bet it before like the Duke game. I actually thought they were going to win. I was like, their odds are really going to jump up after I bet this, and then. <laughs> the opposite <laughs> happened. <laughs> they had like the worst choke job ever. Everyone's like, "Well, they're not going to be able to win six they, games they in a can't row." Win. <laughs> so, uh, well, I don't know, man. I think the conference conference tournaments are are a lot of fun. I wish I was in Vegas. Usually, see, and in years past, this is the weekend that I've gone to Vegas, and I'm not going this year. You know, that's what happens when you have a child you can't Idiot. can't do some of those things <laughs> like you used to you know i'm just gonna kidnap you and we're gonna go 
but that would be a lot of fun to be out there this week. I, this would be a fun. This is a fun, fun week for college basketball. So, what else? What's next on the docket for you? Um. Well, baseball season's right around the corner. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, this is a podcast we actually get to talk about. Harper, Machado, and yeah. everybody, the pieces are starting to fall. It took till March, but yeah, we can finally talk about Machado and Harper going somewhere. Um, Machado's surprise uh, was in San Diego, but... Um, See, we talked about that one on the last... Yeah, but last Harper era. finally ended up three months later where we all thought he was going to end up in the first place. You know, and the deal that he got, I, you, we're in agreement on this like it's a great deal i thought it was a good deal yeah everyone's like oh my god 13 years are you stupid when you look at all the other deals like and start comparing them to like the better players in the league it's it's not that bad because the end of his years he's not he's only getting paid 20 million and in 10 years 20 million is not going to be as much as it is now right there's gonna be people making 40 million so it's what do you think about him, like already kind of on the uh, recruiting of Mike Trout? It's an expensive, but not a bad strategy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's hey, if you sign that big of a contract, you can afford a fine for tampering. Um, True, and I, I mean, I think everybody thinks Trout loves Philly. Everybody knows that. So, I mean, it's yeah, there's, a, it, it's it not a done deal or anything. No, but. but if I'm Mike Trout, I'm giving it some serious consideration. If the Phillies are, if the Phillies would be willing to open up the checkbook to you know 400 million, yeah, and like that's what it's going to take. I mean, Somebody's going to give that man 400 million. Yeah, I mean he, he probably deserves it, and it'll probably be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's Mickey Mantle, like that's what he is. He's Mickey Mantle, but with so far at least. Um, yeah, he's he's had the best start to a career ever. Right. Not now, not current, ever. Babe Ruth, better. Willie Mays, better. Stan Musial, better. Pick your favorite player of all time. He's had a better start to his career than them. Yeah. So it's – and it's somehow he's under the radar. I don't know if it's West Coast or he's just not flashy. You know what I mean? He like, right. He's not – he doesn't do a lot of commercials or anything like that. No, nope. um, he, he's just he likes, he's not that famous. Yeah, he likes that, but that's and that's the way he likes it to be. Yeah, I mean, doing. I've had the honor to meet Mike Trout and actually throw him batting practice, and it you're, was you're basically the reason he's as good as he is. I mean, all those I, meatballs that you were throwing up there, getting the confidence. I, I, lay, I laid in a few meatballs for him, <laughs> let him, you know, hammer some. But even even as it, I mean, it's the article that was that that, that talked about him quite a bit. It was written a little while back. Um, it was an article on Mike Trout, and he was talking about like, you know, when he goes home. He likes he likes the kind of being able to just relax and go home and you know work out in a small little warehouse and you know he doesn't need Bryce Harper he he doesn't need what Bryce Harper needs but everybody could use an extra four hundred million in their bank account oh yeah I mean he, nobody's gonna turn that down They're like nah I'm good no nah. give, give that to World Peace charity or something. <laughs> 
Um, all right, speaking of Mike Trout, we did have some new odds come out this past week. Okay. MVP for 2019. Uh, American League, no surprise, Mike Trout is your favorite at plus 250. Uh, then you get guys like Betts, Judge, Bregman, Correa, Stanton, Ramirez, J.D. Martinez. Anybody jump out immediately on that list? Uh, Francisco Lindor. Lindor at 20 to 1. Yeah, I kind of like that one too. That's that's one to me that's, I mean, I think he's the, he's, I don't think there's any question that he is the best player at that position in the entire game. And um, that's a, and he's playing for a really good team. I think if he has the kind of year, I think he's going to be right there. He's going to be, he, he's probably one of those guys that's going to be on every ballot. Whether he wins it or not. He's going to be on every ballot. He's going to give himself a chance. Yeah, um, and the good thing about him is um, even though more and more voters are going towards the sabermetric voting, looking at war, looking at stats like that, there's still a, a decent segment that says, is your team winning? Yeah. And nobody is going to beat the Indians in that division. Right. Because th- their division's terrible. So that that's also going to help, uh, help him. Um, a guy I actually would bet on if – the Blue Jays weren't holding him back. Is Vlad Guerrero Jr. at fifty to one? If he started the season in the majors, I would take him at fifty to one. I think he's that good. He's he's pretty good. He's he's damn good. So, um, but yeah, I I actually don't like anybody in the AL. I did bet two in the NL. Um, just talked about him. Harper's the favorite at five. Arenado at six fifty. Goldschmidt. New Cardinals acquisition at nine to one, um, but the guys I bet I took um, Corey Seager at fifty to one, and I also took Josh Donaldson at fifty to one. I think both those guys coming off injury years, kind yeah. of under the radar. Uh, I, again, I think they're going to be on teams that are good. Yeah. Uh, which, which you know, if you're in a last place team, it's harder to win. I think, but uh, which is why I mean, how many MVPs has Mike Trout won? Uh, just two or is three. He two? Is it two or three? I don't know. You can't just ask me trivia questions. Well, no, I'm just. I, How I, many should he have? Like five. Exactly. <laughs> that's the that's that's the point. He should have like he's been the best player in the game like every year since his rookie year. Yes. So. So, but I mean, it's the same with like basketball. People get tired of voting for the same guys over and over again. But, I and th- that's the other thing that bothers me. Why, like. If the guy's that that much better, sports writers like stories, and so it's a new story rather than the same old story. That's I I think I don't know. That's my I would just vote for Trout. I would have given it to Michael Jordan ten times in a row. I would have given it to LeBron ten times in a row. Yep. Like that's I'm different than most people. <laughs> so let's uh let's segue from from that. We were talking about good teams and bad teams. Let's go to some win totals. All right. Um, you know, obviously. Now that the biggest pieces have fallen, there's new new win totals out there. Um, I've got a, I've got some here. Um, talk about a couple that I like. Um, actually, let's let's go with you first. You you almost made this bet. You told me uh, you know off the air a little bit, and that is the uh, the Cardinals eighty eight and a half. Uh, well. I was looking at that. The more I'm thinking about this Cardinals team, I'm looking at um, the bullpen and just their depth of options. Um, Carlos Martinez, obviously not a part of that, but 
all they're really good at developing these young players and it was honestly the the spring training game which I know you're supposed to kind of take you know in jest it's just spring training right. but it was the way they used them they went straight from Flaherty to Andrew Miller to Jordan Hicks to Alex Reyes and I'm like this bullpen is going to be a weapon if everybody yes. stays healthy this year. I agree. Um, 100%. And it's something that they didn't have last year. It was okay at times, but it was never just come in and shut the door. And right. that's when you think of the teams from previous years, not just the Cardinals, but every team that wins, it seems to be dominating bullpen is kind of the that's, common factor. Yeah. Some, some teams have more bats, some teams have more starters, but. Name a team that's won the World Series that's had a bad bullpen. You can't. It's You just have to have that as a weapon. I think the Cardinals are getting there. Um, rather than take the over, I think you have a better shot of just betting them to win the division because if they're going to get like 90, 91 wins, they're probably going to win the division anyway. Right. So I think that's the better mathematical bet. But uh, I, I'm trying not to get biased about it. It's tough I, with no, the Cardinals. No, but I'm saying. But I do. I just look at their depth now with Goldschmidt. I mean, you have. Jose Martinez coming off the bench. Um, hopefully, they make the right decision and just cut Fowler. I'm, I'm almost, I mean, or he or he improves one of the two. Yeah. Um, I mean, he can't get any worse. That's. that's I mean, he hit 180 in 90 games last year. He's not going to get any worse. Right. So hopefully he. I. I mean, I think we're rooting for that. But even if he doesn't, they have guys like Tyler O'Neill and Jose Martinez behind him that can. Exactly. Whereas. Last year, if you had a hole in your offense, it was just, okay, now you have a hole in your offense. Whereas, right. I, I just look at their depth everywhere, and I, unless, like, Molina goes down, they, there's there's not a lot. Right. That Where it's like one player misses a month, you can just kind of be like, okay, plug that guy in. Right. And there's not a whole lot of teams in that division like that. So, um, I'll tell you a, a bet that I really like, um, and that is... And I, this is this really, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with Harper, but the Washington Nationals are still at 88 and a half, okay? I'll just say it like this. I know that adding, you know, adding Corbin helps. Um, they, it's a team that won 82 games last year, okay? They won 82 games. Their division is better than it was last year, you know? I still I feel like the Braves are better than they were last year. I feel like the Phillies have gotten better. And you you start you start looking at, at all this and it's like um do you think this team's going to add six more victories or seven more victories from what they had last year and I I don't see it. I think their division's tougher and they lost their star. I mean, they lost their guy that they Plugged in there that hit that's going to hit you know thirty five homers for they lost that guy and they didn't replace him. I mean, it's not like they they got Brian Dozier. Hello, are we just going? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what I'm saying though. No, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's not a that's not a team that I feel like they also is going, lost Murphy. Yeah, that's not yeah. a team that I feel like is going to add six or seven wins in a division that got that got stronger. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I love that bet. I'm gonna hammer that bet. Nationals under, eighty eight and a half. Yeah, it's it's tough because like you said, the division is really. I think the NL East 
might be the most intriguing division because it's the only one I can see four teams winning. Everybody but the Marlins. Right. I, I don't think I can say that about any other division. I don't really see the Mets winning it. I could, though. I mean, it's unlikely. I, I, I think they're clearly they're clearly the fourth best team in that division. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. Stuff happens. Um, I, I like the moves they made, getting Cano, mm-hmm. getting a closer. Um, again, they, they went after a lot of depth pieces, too, which I like. Um, also, we don't know a lot about Cano, you know, how much of it was steroids, how much of it wasn't. Right. But I still like their. I mean, if they get Suspedes back, that's a, that's a pretty good lineup. The, I mean, the key for them always, and has been for the last handful of years, is can that starting rotation stay healthy all together? Yeah. Um, and it just it seems like Syndergaard can stay healthy, you know, but then somebody else doesn't. And um, you know, but I mean, the Grom and Syndergaard and Wheeler—that's a pretty good start to a to a rotation there. Oh uh, yeah. And then. Yeah, they got a. I kind of like all their pieces there. I, I okay. I mean, I'm not saying the Mets are great. I'm just saying, as the fourth best team in the division, they could. They're still pretty good. Which Whereas, is exactly like the fourth why best I, team in like the Centrals, like the Reds, right? Or fourth best team in the in West is the Giants, maybe the Diamondbacks. I don't know. I don't know if the Reds are going to finish fourth in the NL Central. You think I, the Pirates? I think they could finish third, possibly even second. Right. So, all right, the Cubs are the fourth best team. <laughs> yeah, maybe well, fifth. <laughs> I hope. Let's let's hope that that happens. I will. That whole thing just breaks down, and they all, you know, splinter. Uh, I. But you just made my point for me, in a way, and that's yeah. That the division is so hard, it's going to be tough for any of them to get to a whole lot of wins. Right, especially a team like the Nationals to pick up. I just don't see them picking up seven wins off of what they did last year. I just don't. I don't know. That's me. Uh, that's my bet, anyway. Uh, any any others that stick out to you? Uh, what, what was the Rays number on there? I'm a big Rays fan. Uh, 84 and a half. Yeah, I think they get over that. It's, it's tough playing in the same division as the Yankees and Red Sox, but the Rays, if the season was 180 games last year, the Rays would have made the playoffs. They, they just kind of... Right. Ran out of steam, or ran out of games to play, because mm-hmm. they were just, I like the moves they've made. They were um, on a tear. They were the best team in the second half. And I, I think they're still on the forefront of, um, you know, using openers, um, opening pitchers for like an inning, and then right. going to your, you know, your first starter, then your second starter. Right. They're, I think a lot of people gave Madden a lot of credit when he was with the Rays of doing all this tinkering and stuff like that. I think it's more just the front office and the team has said, we have this much money to spend, and they're kind of in the same money ball problem as Oakland, right. and we have to do weird stuff to get some wins, and they're doing it, and it's it's working. So um, I, I like the raise there. Um, Here's a, yeah, I, I do I like too. The over. You 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 brought up a you brought up a team that I was gonna that I was gonna ask you about. So Oakland, what do you think that do you and you may know this? What was their record last year? Do you know uh, how many games they won? It was 89? No. They won 97 games last year. 97? Jeez. Oakland won 97 games last year. Okay? Playing the way that they play. All right? They're, they're over-under right now is 83 and a half. Now, that, 
that's a that's a that's a big drop off. And now they did they might have played a little bit over their head late last year. Okay, I I understand that. Um, but let's just let's just throw it out there. What? Why did they? Why do you think that that number is so low this year? Um, because let's think about their players. I mean, last year's Oakland Athletics. Okay. Is it is it just because they don't have like huge names? Is it? I mean, like, do they just not think that they can do it two years in a row? I yeah, mean, I think that's a lot to, of it. To go from just... ninety-seven to eighty-three and a half uh, without, I mean, did they lose big pieces? Not really. I think the biggest piece they lost was Jed Lowry, maybe. Um, I mean, I mean, they still have Davis. They still have Chapman. They still have. I couldn't tell you, and I think that's the reason why. I couldn't tell you more than five guys on their team, probably. I mean, I could probably tell you five, but you, you get what I'm saying here. Is yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, you know, all their starters and everything. Listen, that team can play, yeah, and they're good. And I, that's another bet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet, I'm gonna bet the Athletics in the over. I yeah. mean, eighty three and a half seems extremely low for that team. Uh, after after what we saw out of a full season of them last year, yeah, I, I can be talked into that one too. Um, the, the big question mark for them is the rotation. Um, I mean, Fires is probably their ace or you know opening day starter. Yeah, but they they do a lot. Like I was saying with Tampa Bay, they work the platoon splits. You know, they'll have instead of having three everyday outfielders, they'll have five or six. Right, they just mix and match based on matchups and. Just get an edge that way. I do like uh, them getting Profar on the cheap. He, yep. he was coming up. He was like the next, I don't know, whatever, the next that big thing. And they kind of just fizzled out in Texas. And right. I mean, Oakland has to buy low on those cheap guys and just hope they pan out. That's kind of what they do. Yep. But yeah, I mean, they still have Chris Davis, who mashed all the home runs last year. And I still like their... He hits 247 every year. Just chalk it down. Yeah, he's gonna hit it again this year. Two forty-seven. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think Matt Chapman might be uh, the most underrated player in the league. Yeah, I don't think a lot I of people know who he is. He's really good defense. He's he's not Arenado, but he's closer to Arenado than people would think. Right. And uh, obviously, he doesn't have the home run totals, but defensively, he's right there and getting paid fractions of the cost. So. <laughs> this is a this is a one off um off of that. Guess what Chris Davis is hitting in spring training right now? Tell me it's two forty seven. It's two forty seven. I was like, is this a trick question no, or is this just two forty seven? No, he's hitting two forty seven in spring training. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, just go look at Chris Davis's stats year after year after year. He hits two forty seven. Most consistent player. <laughs> Just chalk it up. But he's increasing his home runs every year, so he's clearly getting better. He's getting better. That's right. Um, any other teams? Uh, Do you have any bets out there that we haven't talked about on that? Uh, I did. So they have uh, most home runs hit for the year. Yeah. Um, and I did take a couple on that one. Let me look those up real quick. Of course, you're going to have the big guys at the top, Stanton, right. um, Judge, Chris Davis we just talked about. Um, J.D. Martinez, 
I actually went down the board just a little bit and took um, Mookie Betts. Uh, Mookie Betts had a ton of home runs last year, and a lot of people forget he actually had an injury and he missed like 20 games. Um, and he's 66 to one to lead the league in home runs. Still plays in Fenway, where it doesn't right. take a huge amount of pop. Just um, and, I mean, he's just he's really freaking good. Yeah, he's, he's 66 just, to one. He's a great player. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I really like that one. Uh, that that was the only one I took though. I think I don't. I was close on a couple others. Um, where was it? Um, I don't hate Chris Bryant at forty. Yeah, that, that's another one. But the problem with that is then I have to be happy every time Chris Bryant hits a home run. Yeah, and, then and I'd rather yourself. lose money than root for Chris <laughs> Bryant to do well. Yeah, no. that's that's just not worth any amount of money to me. Um, another one, Gary Sanchez. Like he hit like two ten last year. But when he was healthy, he kind of was in the uh, Chris Davis low yep. batting average. Let me just try to mash as many home runs as possible. Right. Uh, he's at sixty six to one as well. So I I haven't pulled the trigger on him, but he, he's tantalizing out there. I like it's tough with catchers though because they take so many days off. Right. It's I mean you just they never they're never gonna play as many games as the rest of the guys. Right. I'll tell you I'll tell you two more teams that I actually like on the over unders the and. I won't go into huge depth on them. Um, I actually like uh, Cleveland over 90 and a half. Um, I feel like they're in the worst division in baseball. I feel like they're, without a doubt, the best team in that division. You could make an argument that they're uh, maybe the second or third best team in the entire league. Um, their pitching staff with, you know, with Bauer... And some of those guys, they're, they're really, really good. I feel like they have uh, one of the best. And like I said, and we already talked about Lindor, you know, one of the best players in the game, playing a premier position. They're solid everywhere. 90 and a half seems low in that division. Uh, Detroit's terrible. The Royals are terrible. Um, you know, I, I could see them winning. I could see them winning 95 games pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. It's tough because true va- like true talent wise, I don't think they could. Like, if you move them into a different division, I would like the under. Right. No, but I it, agree. But yeah, it's only because they're in playing, the AL Central. They're gonna play the Royals and the White Sox and right and the Tigers so much, and those teams might get worse too. <laughs> a lot of times, you have to take into account. You know, they're gonna be trading off what good players they have if yep. they're just you know they're going only gonna get worse. Yep. So. Yeah. What was the second one you had? Um, I know, and this is, it's hard, it's hard for me to say this, but the Reds at 79 and a half. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like the Reds. Too. I like the Reds to go over that. Uh, I think they, they improved their lineup quite a bit. Do you um, see their whole rotation is new this year? Yeah. All five? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just can't remember any time where... Any team has had a whole new rotation. Has it ever happened? That would be I a mean, good trivia question. Granted, they needed it. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, there's not True. a whole lot of teams that said, nah, start over. Yep. <laughs> Let's just wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, you know, that's obviously going to be the biggest question mark for them. But I, they have the most underrated great player, like historically great player uh, of all time. Yeah, Lotto's so good. Like, he, he, I mean, he is so damn good. 
Uh, he is, without a doubt, the most underrated, uh, most underrated player in the game today, right now. Um, but I'd be willing to say he's on. He's on the like. He's. He's a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, easily. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, and I bet if you asked the average fan who he was, like not. I'm not talking guys that really know and follow or have a favorite team and follow them. I'm talking just a, a a random random fan that would know who Aaron Judge is, that would know who you know the bigger names in the game are. I bet they wouldn't even know who he played for, what position. Yeah, he just kind of got lost in Cincinnati on some bad teams, and yeah, he's. I mean, the Reds, the Reds to me are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna surprise people. Um, even though that's a tough division, I think anything if anything in the '80s is very very feasible for them. So. Yeah, I would agree with that one. So. Um, I, I like all the moves they made. Um, you know, yeah, so their rotation is now Sunny Gray, Alex Wood, Castillo, Roark, and Desclafani. Um, so, but what's their like their opening day lineup? They've got Vado at first. Scooter Jeanette. Jeanette at second, who's uh, pretty uh, decent. Yep. Suarez, who had a huge year at third base last yep. year. Uh, Peraza at short. Their outfield is like Puig, Kemp, Shebler, Winker type kind of right. kind of a combo type things. And then Tucker but Barnhart. Puig and, Puig and Kemp, Kemp's revitalized his career. Yeah. You know, and Puig, we know what Puig is, and he's going to hit 260, but, you know, he's going to. A lot of people just don't like Puig because of his antics. Right. And I love Puig because of his antics. <laughs> I, I'm all for this. Like, if you ever watch the Winter League or, like, the Caribbean World oh, Series God. and these guys go nuts and people are like, ah, oh, we need to inject fun into the game. Just watch that. Yeah. Let them do that. Yeah, let them. Let them bat flip. Yeah. Let them do all this. I mean, you don't have to go crazy or anything, but, you know, this whole stance where we have to still play like it's 1940s Brooklyn <laughs> is so stupid. Just let, I mean, yeah. let these guys play. Let these guys I do mean, what they want to do. Yeah, it's so much fun to watch. But, yeah. So that's all That's all I got for baseball. <coughs> Excuse me. You got anything else? No, I, I don't really like anything on the World Series um, or like the pennant chases. A lot of times in baseball, the, the odds will drastically overreact after a couple weeks or a month. Right. Just one team gets off to a slow start, especially if it's a good team, and then you can get a better number later. Um, so, yeah, not a whole lot I like there um, as far as, you know, picking winners of the World Series. Right. So. All right. Well, what's uh, – you got anything else? What else? Um, I mean, you Masters is coming up in like a month. Yeah. We're going to do a full-on Masters preview at some point. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, golf right now, Tiger Tiger out this week with a neck strain. Um, <laughs> so saw a lot of memes where, you know, you're in Jupiter. I know I know some places <laughs> that you can get that, get that work done. Uh, so that, that made me laugh. But on a more morbid note, I mean, the neck is directly related to the back. And... You start having neck problems, a lot of times that's because of back issues. Um, he, in his statement, he came out and said, my lower back is 100% fine. Uh, I just got a strain in the neck I've been working on for a couple weeks, and I'm taking this week off. Seems like a pretty big tournament to take off. Yeah, 
Especially one where he's had as much success as he's had. Which I think, I, and the reason, and and because of that, and because it's Arnie's tournament, uh, I think there's more there than... Yeah, I'd be pretty concerned. Yeah. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be feeling good if I had any of those Tiger Futures bets to win, you know, the Masters or, you know, win a major this year or something like that. Yeah, it's... And hopefully, hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully, hopefully it is one of those things where you know this week off will help him. He'll feel better. He'll come back next week, play and be fine. Hopefully, but I think it's it's of note to. I mean, he's taken Arnie's tournament off at Bay Hill where he's won eight times. Like that's a that's a pretty big tournament for Tiger to miss. So I think that's something definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, Um, I know it's early, but. I'm not taking your pick. Who do you think should be the favorite to win the Masters right now, if you had to pick? I'll write mine down just in case we come up Dustin Johnson. Name. All right. I said Rory. Yeah. Both but, of those. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Johnson is playing really well right now, and he can dominate that golf course. Yeah. I, I think it'll be fun, though. Um, I think Ricky's playing really well right now, yep. too. And you got to be able to putt, and he can putt. He can so. putt. He can definitely putt it. I'm already, it's, I know that's stupid. I always make fun of the Masters commercials. I was like, why are you showing these? But now it's like a month away, and yeah. I'm like, all right, now I'm starting to feel, this is, this is the, uh, Can't wait for I the love Masters. this time of the year. This, yeah. Like this and the start of football season are the two best, because you have March Madness, and the March Madness leads right into opening day, leads right into the Masters. You yep. just have like this month of awesomeness. Yeah. Uh, then you can have the. The, the lull whole of summer, summer. which yeah. I love and you love, but a lot of people, you know, it's just one sport every day. Right. Which, if you're not a baseball fan, it sucks for you. But, uh, and then, yeah, you get... Well, you have some... NBA lasts in the yeah. end of June. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, so about June, I don't know, 20th is when we'll crown the Warriors champs. And then after that, we have yeah. to wait until, uh, until football season starts again. Right. Yeah, this is... Good, yeah, good, exciting time of year. Yes, it is. I actually was going through like putting the stuff on my calendar, so because like my parents started asking, "Hey, can you do this this weekend?" <laughs> no, there's a golf tournament nope. that week. <laughs> there's a no, there's a you know, final four that week. Can't do it. So the last thing, last thing here before we close, I, you know, this is obviously a, a sports betting podcast, and um, I took what I felt like was one of the worst beats of all time couple weeks ago and and i don't think we talked about it on the pod because i don't think we've had one since but um i'm just gonna and you guys can tell me what you think and you know you can tweet at me or or whatever but you tell me if this is a bad beat okay so this was i don't know a couple weeks ago it was the georgetown georgetown villanova okay georgia mississippi state uh, Florida, God, I don't even remember who Florida was playing, and then Xavier. Okay, all dogs, pretty pretty big dogs to be honest. Okay, I took money line Georgia, Georgetown, Florida, Xavier. Okay, money line parlay, money line parlay, fourteen parlay. I bet ten dollars to win eleven hundred and seventy seven dollars. My my risk was ten. And I to to win eleven seventy seven. Well, Georgetown rolls Villanova. Okay. Florida wins, I believe, in overtime. Okay. Xavier wins. Yep. Comes down to Georgia. Okay. 
comes down to Georgia. Georgia ties the game. 12 seconds to go. Okay? Ties the game. I'm thinking, okay, got a, got a real shot here. With .5 seconds, they decide to foul. .5. Okay? A little bit of a bailout. <laughs> okay. Here's the kicker. The coach gets a technical. No, did you? Oh, you missed that part? So the, the t- it was on the coach. It was on the crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the crowd. Yeah. Not the coach. It was, it was, they threw something, they threw the court. something on the floor after he missed yeah, the, the first free throw. Oh, the, yeah. Like, he's got, he's, he's shooting two, tie game, less than a second left. He's shooting two, misses the front end, or the first, the first of them, and a water bottle comes flying out onto the floor. Technical. Gives him an extra free throw. Of course, I mean, if you're shooting one shot to win the game after you just missed one, then you're like, okay, th- that's pressure. That's legit pressure. Yeah. doesn't matter who you are. Okay? But if you got two shots and then the, the next free throw, there's nobody around you. Like, everybody's out at half court because some jackass decided to throw something onto the floor. Okay? I mean, you got two shots to win. Your confidence level automatically changes. Like, you're going to make one. I I was so I I've never been so mad at something that in any other in at any other time I would never give two fucks about Georgia basketball like we watched like last night they got beat by thirty at home to Mizzou somehow they're in this game <laughs> and and a jackass from the stands decides to take eleven hundred dollars out of my pocket I was so mad. Oh man, it's got to be one of the worst bet. beats. Yeah. What I want to know is, so, like, this could become a good strategy. Like, I could go to away games of teams, <laughs> buy like something of theirs, like just I don't know, a uh, little stuffed animal or something like that that has their team. And then when my team is shooting a free throw, just chuck it, and I get an extra free throw. <laughs> Or like even on a bet, you don't even have to be a fan of the team. Just go to a visiting game of a team you're betting on, God. and then if it's late in the game, just chuck it out there, get uh, an extra point. I, I'm still. You can it, literally affect your own bet. Yeah, I'm still just, I'm still just broken over that one. I know, and I know I shouldn't laugh, but it's only because I've been there before, and it's just, it's, I just, it's, I, you it's know, the worst feeling. I, it's just, I, I had. Like whenever I put because, that bet in, I even sent you the text, and I was like, I know it's really long shot, like. This is not going to happen, but I'm going to go ahead and do this because I like. I actually, I really want to do just a two-team parlay with Xavier and Georgetown. But then I started looking at it, and I was like, well, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw this team in. Last team I put in there was Georgia. Whoops. Yep. Oops. Oh, man. A three-team parlay probably would have paid me oh, yeah, it been just 700 fun. you know, or what. I don't know exactly how much, but. Yeah, a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but gross. zero is fun too. Zero minus ten, oh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> minus ten. Sorry, didn't mean to shortchange you. <laughs> but all right, I don't got anything else. Do you got anything to add here? No, sir. Well, Let's get a move on. Yep. It's time for lunch. All right. Thanks for uh, joining us. Good to be back. Yep. Good luck. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Conference tournaments getting going. And- We'll have some we'll have some answers to some of those one bed leads. All right. Peace. Peace.